It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. War Eagle Auburn fans, welcome to Hitchcock Hecklers, your source for Auburn baseball news and discussion. Part of the E2C Network, a family of podcasts discussing Auburn athletics. Brought to you by the Auburn Baptist Campus Ministries, serving Auburn students since 1961, and the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. I'm, I'm Chandler, this is my co-host Clint, and uh, it's, it was not the best week for Auburn baseball. No. It wasn't. I don't. I don't want to go play in the snow or anywhere near Kentucky right now. No, the it was it was cold weather up there. We got snow, not rained out, but snowed out on we Saturday. Got, we got rained out as well. It was um, a lot of so weather going on that just day. Some some rough weather and uh, some rough performances by the Tiger Bats. I mean, I we bat, we hit two thirteen this weekend. Jeez. And that you don't usually win ball games when you hit two thirteen. No, not at all. But um and Tigers now sit at twenty and five. They're three and three in conference. Uh they're ranked anywhere between ninth and thirteenth, uh, in the six different college baseball polls. And uh we have the number five RPI in the nation. We were number one last week. But we're Auburn. We we don't stay number one at things. So. Go, going one and two over the weekend does not bode very well for keeping number one in anything. No, but uh, <clears throat> let's get started with the uh, with the game recaps. Um, let's do that. Let's do it. Friday uh, at Kentucky, we uh, lost lost a close one, um, five to four. Auburn had the lead and lost it in the ninth inning. Um, Casey Mize pitched yet another gym. I mean, not much more you can do if you're Casey Mize. Um, and in every recent draft projection I've seen, he's projected number one. And, and that's so awesome. And he looked like the number one uh, draft pick in the nation Friday night. Yeah, and, you know we started this season saying Casey's struggling. Casey's not playing very well. And I don't know if he's just turned it around or is just more consistent or what, but 
This is his third straight outing with 12-plus strikeouts, which the last time an Auburn player did that was in 1994, and John Powell struck out 10-plus uh, in six straight games. Yeah, Casey has a ton of um, amazing statistics this season so far. 38 strikeouts over his last three starts. That's one And hasn't walked one player. But... I I think that's I mean that's amazing. But over the entire course of the season, I think what I, and you got exactly what I was gonna say. The greatest stat I think is sixty three strikeouts and three walks. That's a twenty one to one ratio. I mean <laughs> that's that's pretty daggone good. He leads the SEC in strikeouts. If we're gonna go through the things he leads, we oh. we'll have to have a <laughs> separate show. We will. But Casey leads the SEC right now in strikeouts, and the number two pitcher is 12 strikeouts below him. Casey is a full game ahead of the number two pitcher right now. A full Casey Mize game. Yes. 12 strikeouts, that's a normal, normally <clears throat> two games for most people. But unfortunately, even the best pitcher can't win a game on his own. Nope. You gotta have... You gotta have some some bullpen to help you, and Casey didn't have that Friday night. And surprisingly, it was Calvin Coker. Calvin just really struggled this weekend in both appearances, and you know gave up the the tying runs um, in the final inning, and then you know Auburn's worst nightmare. Calvin struggles, so you throw in another guy, and bases loaded. And the first pitch from Elliot Anderson. Not good. To the bat stop, wild pitch, runner just easily walks across from third base. So not a really great way to start the series in Lexington. Not at all. Um that was that was a rough, rough game and I mean it was great to see how the Tigers came back on Sunday, though, um, following that loss. Because, I mean, you never know how, how a team's going to respond to that. Um, but for the Bats, um, uh, for the Bats, uh, <laughs> for the Bats, Will Holland was 2 of 4, 1 RBI. Um, and Brett Wright was 2 of 4 uh, with 1 <laughs> RBI. But besides that, uh, I mean, Luke Jarvis went two of four. Uh, Jay Estes went two of four. The Tigers were able to get hits. They just couldn't. They couldn't plate runners. You know. Yeah, we. I mean, we we only left five on base, which is a really good number for Auburn this season. Yeah. But just couldn't bring them in. But I think a lot of that has to do with Sean Jelly, Sean Kentucky's Jelly. Yep. seven foot five. Six eleven. <laughs> He's, he really is. He's a big old kid on the mound. He is. But gosh, he he performed so well. He won. Sits in the third, eight hits, four runs off of that, seven strikeouts. I mean. He won conference pitcher <clears throat> of the year last year. Um, Casey won the matchup, but, you know, Kentucky won the game. But that was a really fun matchup to watch those two perform. Yes, definitely. Um, I think most most Friday nights in the SEC are going to be very fun. Especially when Casey Mize yeah. is one of the guys. I mean, Casey Mize versus anybody pretty much. But I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of these 
uh, Casey Mize versus uh, Brady Singer at, at Florida later in the year. That was That's a great be, matchup last year. I mean, year. Brady Singer is he's projected number one draft prospect uh, to begin the year. It, his stock has fallen a little bit, and but both of those guys are absolute studs, aces, and it's going to be fun. It's just going to be fun to see a lot of these guys face off against Casey Mize this year. But uh, let's move on to Saturday. Wait, Saturday we had some bad weather up in Lexington. An inch of snow and a hundred percent chance of rain. Yep. So let's move on to Sunday. <laughs> um, Sunday, Tigers uh, played a doubleheader. And we had two seven-inning games, thanks to Autumn for uh, helping us with that. But uh, the Tigers had two seven-inning games, and the uh, they fought in the first game. Uh, I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's all I can say. They fought in the first game. Yeah, I mean, Auburn came away with the 4-3 win, but, you know, it wasn't pretty. Um Davis Daniel got the start, and again, not his best outing, but he he gets better as he goes on. He's not very good from a cold well, start. Like we've like we've talked about before, Davis Daniel. If we started in the second inning, I think he would. <laughs> I think he could be golden. Oh yeah, it's that first inning. It's man. that first inning that causes him troubles. So I mean, so I think out of. He's had five or six starts this season, and I think the first inning he's he's probably given up a run in the first inning five times. Probably out of six starts, and he he pitched five full innings, gave up three hits, one run, walked four guys, struck out four, and you know threw ninety two pitches. So not the best numbers, but the way that this game went, I think he loaded the bases in the first inning, only gave up one run. You yeah, know, he gave that run up walk the guy home yeah so i mean that's that's killers when you walk a guy home you can't you can't do that but you know davis just if we could get him going in the first inning like you said he would be a really solid number two he would be and then uh will be that last name that i cannot why is that such a struggle for you say it uh malcheski malcheski yeah whatever (laughs) uh welby uh Pitched an inning, uh, gave up one walk on 22 pitches. Struck out a guy. Uh, struck out a guy. And then Calvin Coker came in for the seventh, and Calvin struggled again. Uh, yeah. Gave up a two-run blast, and let me tell you, it was a blast. It was, <laughs> it was out of there. I don't know if you're watching it, but it was over the left center wall, and, I mean, it was it was definitely over the left center wall. Yeah, and just, you know, not not Calvin's best weekend. And luckily he got the save this time, but, you know, he just he just didn't have it. Kentucky was just hitting everything he threw at him. Yeah, but let's talk about that, the uh, seventh inning for the Tigers. Um, Tigers plated four. We were heading into the last inning, down one to zero, and we plated four runs right there in the seventh. Um, very, very impressive uh, fight and performance by Auburn uh, to just keep on fighting, to never give up, and uh, they just kept fighting and uh, they found a way. Yeah, and that's that's what we've been wanting to see. You know, the Sovereign team's built a little bit more long ball than before, but this was kind of that small ball 
that you know we had with the previous coaching staff just connecting batter to batter to batter and you know it was just nice to see some runs because it, it they felt very scarce this weekend yeah uh at but, least for Auburn yeah Stephen Williams went two of three and then nobody else had more than one hit but uh they found a way and at the end of the day that's what you want to do is it's all about finding a way <laughs> Um, but then, but then game two happened. <laughs> yeah, we, I don't really want to talk about that one. We didn't really find a way game two. No, that um, was bad. I know, and I mean, this is, this is sad, but it's, it's part of it. Um, this is, Butch went on record post game and said this was the first game that he felt like we didn't fight and compete the entire game. Um, and by the looks of it and by the score that's true you know uh the tigers lost 13 to 3 and i think it was 13 to 1 for a while um, up, in, up until that seventh up, inning the last inning yeah but the tigers had let's see eight eight pitchers uh pitch in this <laughs> last game on sunday and that's not ever good when you have eight pitchers pitching. No. And that means things are not going very well. <laughs> no, and it's not very good when your starting pitcher, as in Tanner Burns, only goes two innings yeah. and gives up four runs. But, you know, I I appreciate Butch understanding the situation and not forcing his hand and forcing this team to do what they just didn't want to do down – you know, 10 to one or whatever it was at the time and not conceding defeat, but just taking the game in a different direction and giving these guys experience. The good news, uh, if there is any good news to come from this game, uh, Tanner Burns is the only pitcher that threw more than 24 pitches. So I'm, I'm going to guess that all every uh, one of every one of these other guys is going to be ready for tomorrow night, um, if I had to guess. <laughs> the Capital City Classic. Yes. Yeah. Which we will talk about here in a minute. <clears throat> but, yeah, it just, you know, Justin Lewis for Kentucky got off to a Davis Daniel Light shaky start, and um, I think he wa- I think he loaded the bases, and Auburn just couldn't do anything with it. And yeah. then he got into a rhythm that was just so hard for Auburn to do anything against, and... You know, it kind of was a role reversal now that I think about it. Is there a is there a left on base stat? Because I know yeah. we left a lot on base. We left eight. Yeah. So, um, middle of the road stat for Auburn in that category this season. Yeah. We've seen a lot of guys left on base. But the, at, at the same time, Kentucky left a lot on base, and they still scored they also 13. Left eight. They scored 13 runs. So... That you can't you can't blame it on anything in particular. They also Kentucky also had eight more at bats. Kentucky pretty much just slaughtered us. Yeah, in this <clears> and in it this was last you game. know it was a good top ten matchup and in some of the polls it was a number six Auburn number eight Kentucky. Um, I know you and I kind of underestimated this Kentucky team going into it just based off of their schedule, but they came to play and. Auburn didn't. That's right. Um, and in the SEC, you've got to come to play every dadgum weekend. Like, you don't have a choice. 
I mean, I think there's, I want to say there's eight or maybe nine ranked SEC teams right now. And the other four or five are not any uh, slack-offs either. I, I mean, think there's eight in the top 11. Yeah. So you've got to come ready to play every weekend. And this weekend, Auburn just didn't come didn't come ready to play. And it uh it cost us a weekend series, which Auburn has won sixteen dating back to last season, has won sixteen out of their twenty last weekend series. But um they didn't get this one. Um so learn from it and move on. We'll got have to a big... move on and we got another big weekend series coming up against Missouri this weekend. <clears throat> yep, but we got a really fun midweek game. One that I I know you like. I personally what we do. What I, say? I don't know what we're talking about. The, are you, oh, you're talking about the Capital City Classic. Yeah. Um, yeah. This little uh, podunk team from West or from East Mississippi is coming into town. <laughs> or not coming into town. Is coming meeting us halfway in Montgomery. Oh boy! This and is uh, the Tigers are squaring off against. I don't even remember their name. I think it's the East Mississippi Crimson Tide or something. Crimson. Got to put um, that P in there. But the Tigers, I like our I like our chances in this game. Um, the Tigers, I think we are seven and one all time in this game. Um, seven and one, eight and one. I don't remember how many we've played, but Auburn's only lost one of it's them. Something and one. <laughs> Great math. I know. I know most of the Alabama fans I know give Alabama zero percent chance to win this game. <laughs> I mean, like I've I've heard Alabama fans say before the baseball season started that they were going to go fifty five and one. That, lose that the... Capital City Classic game, they <laughs> had no chance in. Whether they just don't perform well or they just don't care, Auburn has just owned this this game, but. To their credit, Auburn's not played very well in the no. the weekend series against Alabama. They did not, or they have not, and I would not be surprised at all if Alabama comes out uh, tomorrow night and dominates us. But, but by the way, the way that we look this weekend is just not encouraging, and the way that we're talking right now on this show is not is is setting up a jinx. But I'm trying to to reverse jinx it, if you know what I'm trying. If you know what I'm saying, you read me, you read what I'm doing. No, okay. not at all. But I'll okay. let you keep doing it. All right. Well, it's my psychological thinking, and nobody understands my brain. This so. is so true. Um, but, even even all those doctors. <laughs> but um, what ain't? <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a it was a rough weekend, but uh. It, I'm looking forward to going to Montgomery tomorrow night, getting some Dreamland ribs in me before the game, and overrated. Uh, getting getting the game started. No, they're not overrated <laughs> at all. But it, it'll be a fun game, fun atmosphere. Always is. Yeah, it's always fun. Um, and for some good news, Coach Thompson said Monday that he does expect Cody Greenhill and Andrew Mitchell to be back within the next week or two. Cody was out with mono. He might be back this week. Uh, Andrew had a sore forearm, and I, I think that Butch is expecting him by next weekend. So two yeah. two of our better bullpen arms coming back, and that's always going to be helpful. Yeah. I know I know. Coach said that Cody uh, was going to be 
I don't know what they're doing with his mono, but um, they said they were going to test him again on Wednesday. Um, so he won't be available for tomorrow night's game. But he he uh, will hopefully be ready to go for Missouri. And if not, we'll, we're still going to find a way and uh, we're going to compete this weekend. But we hope to get Cody and Andrew back really soon. All right, so now it's time for our uh, E2C Players of the Week. And um, – I'll I'll lead us off. Uh, my player of the week was Luke Jarvis, uh, San Diego Cali boy. Um, was he was he hit five fifty six uh, this weekend? Uh, five hits, uh, scored four runs, had one double and one RBI. Uh, turned it turning the hit in all three games versus Kentucky, including a, a pair of multi-hit games in the series opener and finale. Uh, yeah, but Luke, he had a had a really good weekend. Uh, he's pretty much the only one that had a really good weekend. Um, I mean, but he drove in the uh, game tying run on an RBI double um, in the seventh inning against Kentucky in uh, game two, and. But it was just really good to see him have a good weekend because Luke struggled um, for the most part this season and hasn't really been his normal self. But So it was really good to see him have a good weekend at the plate, and uh, hopefully that's a sign of things to come. Yeah, and my player of the week is one that, honestly, we haven't really talked about a whole lot this year. Uh, Will Holland, um, <clears throat> you know, he's he's actually now in the – leadoff position and uh, hit 375 this weekend uh, hit safely safely got on base in all three games against Kentucky um, now has a six game hit streak and he's actually reached base in 24 of the 25 games this year yeah uh, will had a will had a good weekend as well and it'll be interesting to see um, what Coach Thompson does with his lineup for tomorrow night and this weekend, uh, in terms of where Luke and Will are in the bat in the batting order, because I think I'm pretty sure that Will and Luke have been our only two leadoff hitters uh, this season. So it'll be interesting to see who, uh, and then the other guy has usually been, I think, in the nine hole. So it'll be interesting to see who Coach Thompson puts as the leadoff and um, just how how things will turn out. But um, let's look ahead to this weekend. Um, Auburn welcomes to Plainsman Park the Missouri Tigers. Missouri uh, sits at 3-3 three and three in the conference, just like the Auburn Tigers. Um, they're 19-6 and six overall. And they're currently on a one-game win streak, um, but the I think I mean I I haven't looked at any much stats, but this Missouri team they have a very similar record to Auburn, and I would guess that their season has gone a lot like Auburn's. I mean, obviously, <coughs> yeah, um, they actually Auburn. started the season off only winning two of one, two of three against Florida International in Miami. Um, we have a common wow. opponent so far in Northeastern where uh, Missouri won two of those three. Or two of oh. those. Are they, they won. They went two and two against them. They play a four-game series. The stat that I just saw, or that <clears throat> game that was before Northeastern, 
uh, a shutout Miami nine to zero at playing at Miami. So <coughs> that's a big win. Um, that, that's a, that's a really big win. <coughs> but hey, the Golden Retrievers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Missouri swept uh, everybody's favorite UMBC Golden Retrievers, but run sport. Yeah. Um, you know, let's get to the conference. Um, lost two out of three at LSU, and went two and one against Mississippi State at home in Missouri. So, you know, up and down. I would say, I mean, I, I don't, I, I'll say this, and we'll end up getting swept this weekend. But Don't you dare say it. I would say that Auburn has the has the advantage coming in this weekend um, just because of our two conference opponents have are w- way better than Missouri's two conference opponents they've played so far. Uh, A&M and Kentucky for Auburn. And then Mississippi State and LSU for Missouri. And in the past years, that wouldn't be the case. Because historically, LSU and Mississippi State have a very good baseball program. Two of the best in the, in the but league. this year, LSU has, has kind of struggled. They have a very young team. They always find a way to put it together towards the end of the season. They do. And then Mississippi State. They're not putting this one together. I don't know what their problem is. I'm just they have no coach. hoping right now that they don't come get our coach. Um, but that, that'll be discussed later on in the season. Love you, Butch. Um, yeah, shout out. Love you uh, if you're listening. But, um, but yeah, so I would, I would like to hopefully uh, give us the advantage, but we'll just have to see. Um, I'm, try, I'm trying to look at the stats to see – th- I'm guessing Michael Plasmeyer uh, is probably Missouri's Friday night guy. He has a 2.45 ERA, has started six games this season, and has a 3-0 and record in the games he started. Um, so I'm guessing he is probably their Friday night starter. Um, uh, Doesn't walk many guys and strikes out a lot. Yeah, so it'll be fun to see him go up against uh, probably Casey Mize as well. But... Um, We'll just have to see. Should be fun. Always is. That'll do it for us here uh, today. Uh, thank you for listening. How can uh, the people connect with you, Clint? You can follow me on Twitter at ClintAU24, and you can follow my website, the Auburn Uniform Database, at AuburnUniforms.com. Uh, you can follow myself on Twitter at GolfWizKid, G-O-L-F-W-I-Z-K-I-D. Uh, thank you for listening. War Eagle. War Eagle. We always find our way back home. That's going to do it for this episode on the E2C Network. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune into our show. A couple reminders for you listeners before we head out today. If you're interested in joining the E2C Network team, make sure you give us an email at e2cnetwork at gmail.com, and we'd be happy to discuss that with you. Also, make sure you're checking out the variety of episodes on our podcast we have coming out each week as well as our blog post on E2Cnetwork.com. Specifically, make sure you're checking out Facebook Live sessions that we have called E2C Live and Auburn Fan Chat, where you, the listener, can get involved in the show and have your voice heard. If you're interested in connecting with us and giving us feedback, there are a variety of ways to do that. First, go online to iTunes and SoundCloud and Google Play. Please subscribe there. And give us reviews there as well. It helps spread the show and lets us know how we're doing. If you're looking to find us on social media, you can do so at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and even YouTube. Just type in E2C Network and that'll get you there. 
Once again, our email is e2cnetwork at gmail.com and our website e2cnetwork.com. And I want to thank the Auburn BCM and the Auburn Uniform Database once again, and thank you, the listeners, for tuning in each and every week. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. <laughs>